you know what happens every 1.6 seconds, roughly? So 1.6 seconds, that's not a lot. That's... I don't know if that's exactly 1.6 seconds, but it's probably pretty close. So once every 40 seconds, somebody around the world dies by suicide. Once every 40 seconds. But there are roughly 25 suicide attempts for every successful suicide, which means that there is a suicide attempt every 1.6 seconds just now. Now, 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 and it'll keep going. That's a lot of people in the world every day feeling like there's not a lot of hope, feeling like whatever's going on in their life that's causing them to stress can't really change. I have a counselor friend who has said that really there are only two types of problems that we have in our lives. There are Play-Doh problems and there are rock problems. <laughs> and, and what she meant by that is that, you know, Play-Doh is something that you can, you can mold, you can change. And so there are problems in your life that you have the ability to do something about. You can change it, you can mash it, you can mix it, you can make it look, you can make it look different. And I'm not going to talk about those types of problems because if you have a Play-Doh problem, then, well, then just go ahead and change it because you have the ability to. But there are a lot of problems that are rock problems. And of course, if you take a rock, you can't mold it. You can't change it. It is what it is. And there are a lot of those problems. And those are the ones that I'm going to talk about today, the rocks. And if you're in a rock situation, something that's really hard that you can't change, I want you to, I want you to think about Joseph in the Bible. Because he was in a lot of those situations. He couldn't change the fact that his brothers hated him. He couldn't change the fact that his brothers sold him. He couldn't change the fact that he had been ripped away from his father. He couldn't change the fact that despite his best efforts, People kept forgetting about him and neglecting him and throwing him in prison. And that bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing was happening. Even though he was doing good, he couldn't change all these bad things. He also didn't see coming at the end after God had elevated him to the second highest position in all of Egypt, basically the entire world. He couldn't see the day coming when his brothers who sold him would walk in many, many years later. And after his brothers realized who it was that was standing in front of them, the brother that they had hated, the brother that they had sold, they were afraid that Joseph was going to do something bad to them. He's going to take revenge. But instead, Joseph said something really significant. He said this. He said, but Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And there's a particular two-word phrase in there that is just absolutely, absolutely key in how we deal with those rock situations. And it's the two-word phrase, but God. He didn't say that, I know you guys didn't mean it. You know, he didn't say that. He said, what well, you intended to harm me. He couldn't change that. But God took that very bad thing that he couldn't change and he changed it into something really good. And the God that we believe in has a long track record of doing just that. The Israelites were trapped between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. But God stopped the army and he opened up the waters so that they could walk right through it. Gideon only had 300 men going up against thousands. But God 
gave them the victory. Peter and John were in prison. But God miraculously set them free. Time and time again and again, God's people were in a rough situation. But God came through for them, including the day when God was hanging on a cross, dead. And it looked like there was no hope at all. And there was nothing anybody could do to change it. But God rose again and showed that he truly is more powerful than anything. There is always a but God waiting for God's children that allows us to have hope moving forward that whatever situation is taking it away, it's not going to get the best of us in the end. But for some of you, maybe you know somebody who lost so much hope that they're one of the 1.6. And maybe they succeeded. And you might wonder, where's hope for them? People who didn't just outright thumb their nose at God, who didn't say, God, I want nothing to do with you, but individuals for whom life was so overwhelming, the hurt was so big, that it made them really weak. And in a moment of extreme weakness, maybe it got the best of them. Where's the hope in that kind of situation? I see some hope in Genesis 21 with Hagar and Ishmael. Hagar and Ishmael, they, they lived with Abraham and Sarah. There's a long backstory here, but they made life really difficult with alongside Abraham and Sarah. They weren't you know, it's not like it was Hagar's fault or Ishmael's fault. It was Abraham and Sarah. It's just a, just a big mess, a big old soap opera. But eventually it got to the point where Abraham and Sarah, they said to Hagar and Ishmael, you have to leave now. And so they did. And this is what happened after they left. It said they went on their way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. And when the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. And then she went off and sat down about a bow shot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What's the matter, Hagar? Don't be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. And then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And so she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. You talk about a hopeless situation, it was one where they were convinced that they were just going to die. And it was so painful, she couldn't even be by her son while that happened. But what was the case in that hopeless situation? God saw them. God saw the little boy. He saw his tears, just like he has seen yours. Just like he saw the tears of the person that you love. And how did he respond to Hagar and to Ishmael? The same way he promises he will always respond to us in our needs. With a lot of grace. With a lot of mercy. We see that at the cross of Jesus. Where God, without us ever asking, put his son on a cross 
and he had mercy on us. And he gave us a love that we, don't not deserve, that we do not deserve so we could rest our hope in the God who will always give us his best, even when life is getting the best of us. Hey, what's up, everyone? Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. Uh, we certainly would love this message to reach more and more people. So if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, it would bring it to more people's eyes and we pray this message into more people's hearts. Thanks for your support and we'll talk to you soon.